Thank you for joining us. This is Cinephiles Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Today we have Irma Leong. The name might not be familiar, but her credits are very, very, very familiar. So happy to have her on. How's everybody doing? Seems like podcasts and uh, Instagram live feeds are all the rage these days. Some of them are a little painful, but some of them are very interesting to listen to. You can find us on iTunes. Just type in The Cinema Files Radio or Cinema Files Radio. I think we're in day 365 of the lockdown. <laughs> I can't even tell anymore. You know, you know what I can't wait to stop doing is washing my hands. That may sound disgusting to some people, but I think I wash my hands five times each serving. Like each time I go in there, I think, did I get everything? I need to go back and wash my hands again. My neurosis is kicking in hardcore. I hope you're all doing well. Give us a call. 515-602-9609. Let us know which show you're watching. If you have a question for Irma. I've been watching a lot of Community. Love that show. There's one show I want to make clear with our audience here that I definitely want you to watch, which is Self-Made with Octavia Spencer. That is really a great four-part series. It feels like Boz Lerman filmed like maybe about a half an hour of each episode of that. All right, enough of me talking. Let's bring Irma in here. Irma. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Are we Good, so excited how are you? To, are we so excited to hear from you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so before we get started, uh, how are you doing during this lockdown? How, how are you and your family doing? Uh, I'm doing really, I'm doing well, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm in Vancouver, BC, Canada, so it's yeah. actually really sunny out. <laughs> <laughs> not always the norm. It's usually rain city. Right. But, um, yeah, at least, like, the weather's holding up, so it's nice to at least go outside. And I mean, you're not supposed to go outside, but, like, you need to have your walks. And you, need, you need to have your walks, or else you're going to go crazy. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, you do so. a lot of projects out there in Canada. Is that where you're from? Yeah, I am. Nice. Because a, a lot yeah. of the series that you're in are, are filmed. In Canada, uh, what what is it about Canada? Well, I, I know that there's a lot of tax breaks and what have you in Canada. But what was it about growing up in Canada that inspired you to want to be, you know, a stunt actress or stunt performer and an actress? Oh, um, well, gymnastics my background, 
So I was a national level gymnast growing up. Um, And I just, I mean, after high school, I wanted to do something where I could still be physically fit. So, yeah, I just managed to fall into it, I guess. I did a, like a commercial when I was 18. It was like an ICBC commercial, but I really liked being on film and like being on set there it was it was really cool just to be perform and be in front of camera so i kind of wanted to do that but i really really liked being in the athletic side of it so like right. that was the way to go yeah <laughs> so so you're you're you know going towards gymnastics and what have you did you join a martial arts at all oh yeah yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> when i first like wanted to get into stunts everyone was like uh okay, we know that you could do gymnastics, but can you fight? And it was like, oh, I don't, and it felt so weird too when I first like threw a punch, like kicking fine, but like throwing a punch just felt so awkward. (laughs) And I remember being really little, like, what's the point of fighting? (laughs) Okay, now I see it. Well, you you are yeah. you are relatively small, uh, so I, I can see how gymnastics would work perfectly for you. And fighting, I mean, you you never want to uh, devolve somebody just because of their height and what have you. I mean, you look like a vicious human being. What style of martial arts did you train? Um, I went from I did I dabbled in wushu, and then because uh, wushu is very close to gymnastics. Sure. But then I really wanted to do more, like, really, I felt Taekwondo was really great for your kicks. And so I did that. And I did karate, Kyokushin karate. Um, oh, yeah. That's hardcore. really good, hard style. Yeah. And I, I, I really liked that one, too. Like, the fighting yeah. without, without any equipment was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I did, I did, I dabbled in all that, I, you know. Um, and then, you know, you move on to capoeira and uh, Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu. So you're, you, I mean, I think for, as a stunt performer, you should kind of dabble into all of it because they do blend. Wow. Right. You know, I, I do find you amazing because you've been in so many, like for me, huge projects. I, I've seen everything you've been in and, but you have a hmm. very small, like, print on social media uh you don't you know, on instagram you know there's you can't really find a lot about you and, and if i have to do my study for this show it's like it was almost impossible to find anything on you yeah i'm i am the worst person for social media like i don't i i just i don't have the time honestly right. i feel like i don't have time for the social media aspect and and if i do want to put something out there it's like I, I want to make sure that I like. It. Right, right. Yeah, and half the time too, when I, I take photos of things and I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to post it, and I'm like, I have to wait like a whole year or, or something just because when it gets released, and then by that time I'm just like, yeah, it's, I have so many thousands of photos that I'm like, uh, I don't know which one to choose from. So. <laughs> Do you rank it up to the Canadian patients somehow? Pardon? Do you do you, do you rack that up to the Canadian patients? Like, because Canadians are known as very patient people, and uh, and yeah, nice. I, it's true. You know, you really think about the 
our community is so, like, they're so amazing. The yep. amount of social media that's on there for them, like for our right. performers alone, it's, there's nothing. Like, <laughs> you don't see half the, half the stuff, like, on social media that the performers in Canada can do. Right. It's, it's really funny. They are quite, we, I guess we are quite modest. What we yes. Do. You are very mm-hmm. modest. Did, did you ever think about posting any of your gymnastic videos or anything like that? Um, I, well, I'd wish, but I, I mean, it was so long ago too, that we never really had, um, iPhones or anything. And right. so I only have like, yeah, like, all my videos are on VHS. <laughs> you lived in a generation where they yeah. didn't have iPhones? I, I, I find that no. hard to believe. Yeah. And even <laughs> still, like, my parents would never watch me do gymnastics, so there's no one really recording me. <laughs> really? Why was that? <laughs> my, my parents, um, they were just not, they weren't that involved. But it, they were more scared about what I could, like, if I would hurt them hurt myself they went to a competition once right and uh they watched me train and i fell and then they're like we're gonna leave we think we're jinxing you so, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we think we're troubling you so we're not gonna watch you from now on that that's that's incredible yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean it was like it was heartbreaking up because I was like, oh man, like they never even watch me. They don't, they don't right. care. But then they, in like in their perspective, they do care. They don't want to, right. they don't want, they don't want to see me hurt. That's for what. Right. <laughs> well, you know, for me, for me in martial arts as well, you know, I, my parents never came and watched me, but I, I never really invited them. Uh, I didn't want them to see mm-hmm. like a certain amount of destruction that I was doing, or I didn't want to get even more nervous because somebody I loved was standing next to me and what have you. Mm-hmm. Did you ever yeah, have that experience? True. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I, I, it's part of the reason why I don't want to show them some of the stuff that I do like for my right. work. Right. Like, Oh, <laughs> this is what I did. They're, they're like, Oh my goodness, you're going to hurt yourself. Like, and I totally get that. That's why I, right. I don't really involve them much about like, I just tell them I'm working, either I'm working or I'm not working. Like, right. Yeah. They're happy well, without, that way. <laughs> without, without your work, I mean, people would get, people actually would get hurt, which is funny about that. So if you weren't doing funny. your job as a, as a stunt actor, people would get hurt. But also, with, you know, without your, you know, being a stunt act, a performer, stunt actress, and what have you, a lot of shows would just simply would not be made. Oh, yeah. I mean performers are, are needed yeah right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're they're very i mean even in the slightest shows even in the smallest shows where you know somebody's just tripping they bring in a, a stunt performer mm-hmm. of course yeah. and a stunt choreographer yeah, and, i mean they, they need that well in those scripts too you you get scripts where it's like oh and they fight and you're like <laughs> and as long as like you know you're they don't have sometimes the writer like the writing they don't know right. how they want to write it into the fights or as long as you know at the very end that this person takes the knife and like stabs them like right. on the thigh the leg or something like as long as that's 
part is in the script or like it's in the fight, they're happy, but it's more like you guys be creative, do whatever you want. You know, sometimes that's the great thing about um, being on the team is you get to, you get the script, you just have to create the fight um, with, with whatever little amount of uh, description it might be, you know, or it might be a really simple description, but you're like, Oh no, we got to make it look like amazing, like something totally different. Yeah. You know, being, being from Canada, are you a fan of Edgar Wright? Edgar Wright? Yeah. Edgar, Edgar oh, Wright? Yeah. Hot, mm-hmm. yeah. Like hot bud. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he did, yeah, he did uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world over there in Canada. Oh, yeah, that's right, in Toronto. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's one of my, it's no, one of my favorite movies on planet Earth, and they must have had like a thousand stunt actors on that show. Um, I mean, I didn't work on it, but I know people that did work on it. And, right. uh, yeah, I mean, I know that they had amazing times, and yeah. I think it was, well, they also worked with Brad Allen, too. Oh, that's that right. Was who, yeah, so they yeah. learned a lot as well. Yeah. Well, the one project yeah. that you worked on that you did a lot of things on, you, you wrote, you produced, you, you did some stunt work for it as well, was Croft. And that was a very popular little snippet, small, small um, show, what have you. How did that come to be? And, and, and uh, how was that experience like? Oh, Croft. Um, yeah, that's a, that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Um, yeah, that was 2012 when we, I think we shot that. And basically we have, we had a friend, um, her name's Cassandra Ebner. She's now a stump. She is a stunt performer, actress, stunt actor. Um, nice. But we, she actually wanted to come in because she used to do, um, she loved Lara Croft. And um, she wanted to do a fan film for the actual, it was during that time when uh, Tomb Raider was having another release, I believe. Right. And so she wanted to do a fan film about it. So that's kind of how it started. We just, uh, my friend Trevor Addy, he's the one that like kind of led it, produced it, directed it. And he was like, oh, we're going to shoot here. We'll be, um, it was up in Squamish. And uh, yeah, we just, it would take like, I think a few days to shoot. Right. It was like in February. Yeah. Right. I didn't it really, was... um, Go ahead. I didn't, I didn't really. I wasn't really in it. I was like producing and I, I wrote with, right. but uh, we have another, we actually have another web series that we came really? out with. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What was, was, no, was that called? Called life. It's called life XP. That's our, our very recent one. Nice. But, yeah. We got funding for it and um, it's a, I believe a nine F, like nine, they they range between like five to ten minutes of each episode. It's on YouTube. And you play Lee, right? Oh yeah, that's one. Yeah. Yeah, I play Lee on yeah. that one. Yeah, this show is a lot like This Is Your Life. So, <laughs> so we're going to go way back into your career and talk about things. But yeah, Life XP, I saw it on YouTube. I thought it was very interesting. Oh, good. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I couldn't find anything else about you, so I had to watch everything that was on YouTube based on you. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's probably not that much. <laughs> there's not there's not a lot, but I like doing my study. I don't I don't like talking to somebody without doing my doing my due diligence. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So what was what was what was life life XP like? I mean, what, what was that experience like? Did did you do you enjoy writing? Do you enjoy that process? I do. Um, I enjoyed the creativity of, of writing the outlines. I do not enjoy writing dialogue, but uh, <laughs> how how someone's life might be or like, yeah, just the, that process. Um, it was a really good process, though, because we had to get funding for it. So that was a new thing of having to write proposal and why why someone would be interested in it. So, right. Um, right. Yeah. Did you, did you get a lot of interest in it? We did. Well, what we did, I mean, in, in Canada, we have something here called the independent production fund okay. in Canada. So it's something, it's basically this, like a, a grant or bursary about how to, um, like just writing this proposal up. Right. And it's, yeah, I think only 10 people, 10 productions in the world in, in Canada get it. And then it's so, it had really good reviews because everyone, how they do it in the process, they have like 40 people watch all the films that are right. submitted and then they have all interest. So yeah, there was a lot of interest, but we also had to make sure that we had to get interest like even through YouTube. So putting your trailer out there to see right. whether you got like a lot of likes and everything. Right. So it was really interesting. That must've been incredibly stressful. I mean, you have 40 people watching your, your video. You must've gone up against hundreds of people who also wanted their video to be up as well. And, and somehow YouTube needs to be involved as well. So now that it's, now that it's up, are you satisfied with how it came out? I am. Yes. It was more than what we expected. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, it's funny though, because that production, like producing it, um, creating the project was, was fun. And it was easy. It was like post-production gets a little bit stressful and it's like, it's always a learning. It's always a learning experience of things of like, Oh, okay. Well, the next time we do a project, we're going to do this, <laughs> we're right. add this person, or we'll, we'll add more funding to this, tar- to this department. So, right. yeah. Well, you know, you have Snakehead and, and Zombie Punch as your, your first two films, short films as being a, being a stunt performer. Were those the two first films before Percy Jackson that you did as a stunt performer? It was Snakehead. And what was the other one? Zombie punch. I feel like it's so long ago. <laughs> it is a long time ago. <laughs> but like I you told know, you, this is this is like a this is your life type of type of show. So like I go back into your history and I want I want to hear about these things. But uh, oh my god, I know horrible, horrible. You know, I feel like I have really short term memory because I can't even remember what I did on that show. Oh wait, <laughs> I, 
No, I think I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did a bit of gymnastics, I think, for one. And right. yeah, short films. <laughs> Always. <laughs> right. Yeah. If if it was, then it was some sort of stunt related. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Oh. Well, let's go to Percy Jackson. I mean, that, that's kind of a big, and Lightning Thief, that was, a, that was a huge gig. It was. Yeah. So yeah. how did you get that gig, and, and, and how did you feel being on set? I mean, I mean it's an uncredited stunt, but, I mean, still you did a stunt for a huge film. Oh, well, you know what's really funny? In Vancouver, we had a casting call for the week. Everyone actually had to audition for Percy Jackson. And wow. it was, you, uh, yeah, you had a fight with someone with uh, a weapon, and you also had to do a solo routine with a weapon. Um, and it just turns out that I was, I got picked as right. one of the performers to perform. But what was really funny, and I don't know if it was intentional <laughs> or unintentional, <laughs> but the coordinator actually never called me to tell me I was hired. And I couldn't, I, I just, re- like, that's what I really remember about Percy Jackson is, like, I got called for it. I went for wardrobe fitting, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be my first stunt day. <laughs> like, legit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a good. That was. But, I mean, um, I like that. Go ahead. It was. It was really great because it was. Um, it was all of a bunch of us all running in the forest and clashing together. Like it's. It's unfortunate because we were there for about five days, just right. like smashing um right. and you know at the end of the day you you watch the film and you're like it was less than 30 seconds of what we did <laughs> but you know you, you need to, yeah, i was talking to a friend of mine who uh you know does some choreography for the show the vikings and you know it, oh. a number of things can go wrong when you do a battle scene like that i mean somebody's finger can get chopped off like a like a, just a a click of your finger, even though it takes 30 seconds and it takes so much preparation to be on that scene. It, it, it must be incredible. Oh yes, for sure. Because everyone's clashing together. We actually did have one incident where like someone did get cut just above the eye. Um, Yeah. But I mean, it was, it was fine. Like we just got stitched up. So, right. But, it, I mean, it's part of our job. It's the risk yeah. that we take as performers, right? Like, you have to expect that you're going to get bruised up or you might get a, a cut. Right. But it's, it's what we're paid to do, right? Well, some performers are, are hardcore, are very hardcore, which is why I always know that they take martial arts and what have you. Because, you know, in martial arts as well, when you get hit, you just need to keep on moving. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's that's the same thing with any sport, right? That right. that's almost it. I mean, that's a learning experience, right? right? It's well, right. yeah. If you get if you're falling, if you fall down, you got to get back up. Do you, Do you right? hold that as a philosophy that that you use in your life as well? You know, does that help you out in your life? Like, if you fall down, keep on moving. If you fail, keep on going. Of course, yeah. It's a great coping mechanism. Um, I just recently was listening to Joe Rogan and his last podcast, and they were talking about, like, so 
the idea of failing or being in a sport because there's a lot of people that just don't know how to cope with that stuff. But if as a child, if you're actually in sport, you learn all those like, Oh, I failed. I I lost a game. Oh, like just that feeling of losing, but then, okay, get that drive to go and, and get back into winning or. Yeah. Right. I see these kids today that, you know, they, they don't know how to fail. You know, when they, when they fail, they just, they break apart, they crack. And I just, I don't know what that is personally, because, you know, the way we were brought up was if you, if you fall down, you just get back up. If you get hit, you just keep on moving. So I can't, I can't really relate to this newer generation and what have you. I, I know. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know, but I almost feel like there's a lot of anxiety in the world because they haven't learned that it's okay to fail, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I know in school, like here in Canada or maybe just in BC, I don't really know, but we don't have kids fail. Like they don't come home with an F anymore. Really? It's yeah. It's, they call it in progress. So instead of seeing the word F as a fail, it's like, Oh, right. they're, it's the I I N, which is means in progress. But you, I believe you're not, they, they don't hold any kids back. They right. let them continue on to the next grade, which right. it boggles my mind because I think learning, learning how to fail as a kid is, is needed when you're an adult. Like, I agree. Yeah. That medi- mediocrity should should be a fear of people. Mediocrity is, is I mean, it's one of my greatest fears. Well, Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, and I totally agree. Like, it's just to being, like, how you're going to function as, a, uh, as an adult. Because, I mean, right. my boyfriend, he works for the university, and he's, he tells me things like, oh, man, like, Kids just don't understand anything. <laughs> like, oh my god! It, it works, it, yeah, but I'm like, oh, like it's—you literally see that they're they're being spoon-fed right from right. Uh, being a child, and then they're expecting it as a university student, and then it's like, well, what happens when you're in, <laughs> after you're done school? Right. Yeah, like who's gonna hold your hand afterwards? Nobody. Oh, nobody. <laughs> You know, your your boyfriend must tell you horror stories from. So does he does he teach at university? Uh, yeah, he teaches stats wow. and finances at university. So. Stats like and he, finances. Yeah. Wow. But, um, yeah, he was just telling me the other day, like like last week was his schooling because right. no one can go to school due to the coronavirus. Um, but he told everyone, hey, you're you know your exams are are going to be this week, whatever. And he still gets emails from people. Ah, uh, when's the exam? <laughs> 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 <It's> really sufficient. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. like, well, if you, if you do this, if you do that, like you'll find, you'll find the time of when your exam is like, it's just, uh, I don't know. Right. Laziness, I think sometimes. How does your how does your boyfriend you know coming from more of a you know academic point of view feel about you being a stunt performer? 
Oh, he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks it's great. He likes to tell everyone that I can beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's lying. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I think you're um, the last person. No. I think you're the last person he'd want to piss off. Because not only would you yell at him, you'd also knock his teeth out. No, I would never do that. Never. You would never <laughs> do that. I could pretend that, but no. no. <laughs> well, that's nice. That's a, that's that's a very nice relationship to have. Is that is is that something you were looking forward to? Were you were you looking for a, a relationship that was not in not in film and not in stunt work, or was it did did it just happen that way? Um, I kind of prefer it. Like, I mean. If it happens, it happens. But right. I do like having um, a relationship where my partner is not in film, just because it's a different it's a different life. Right. It, right. Yeah, it's, it's different talks of everything, like intellectually. Right. Uh, I've been in relationships where sometimes it's all like just about work, or you know, and right. so it's nice to have something else to talk about. Do you find it to be a little bit more stable because somebody else will listen to your to your issues and what have you, opposed to relating to them and what have you? No, not at all. I mean, I actually don't really tell him too much about it because sometimes he doesn't understand. So it's having to like explain <laughs> everything. So that is the difficulty part of it. Whereas, like, if right. you were in a relationship with someone that you work with, like they would totally understand, totally expect it. Um, But he's, but what he's really understanding is that, that he understands that I work long hours. And um, so that's, that's more appreciative thing that he understands that I work more hours or longer hours. And that like, I'll come home super late at night or super early in the morning or like that's. Right. I mean, you were, you were good. And he likes what? Oh, no, I, I just let he, like I just appreciate he appreciates what I do, and I appreciate yeah. what what he does. So of course he does. He goes out and sees every film that you're in. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're working yeah, 12, 14, 16, 18 hours, uh, you know, a shoot. So those are extremely long hours. You're constantly you're constantly fatigued because you're you're using your body and what have you. That's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And being a teacher, you're, you're fatigued a lot because you're using your brain, and it's just a different portion of what you're you're working with. So I can oh, understand what you're Yeah. Yeah. I actually used to be um, – I actually went to school to be a teacher, like an really? elementary teacher. Mm-hmm. And they – like the teachers out there, like, God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> they work. They work just as many hours, though, or and and even more because right. when you're when like when I was teaching, it you know you think it's oh it's from eight to three, you know, right. or eight to three thirty or whatever. But you don't understand that the school's also expecting you to, you know, like teach a, a you know coach volleyball, or like do right. these other like kids programs that's actually not part of their working hours but right. so they're expecting you to volunteer so you might be at school till five and then you still have to you know you still have to mark like people's work or you have to prep for the next day so actually teachers 
they can they could spend twelve hours or more as well. Right. No one really they're, understands that though. No, they're investing a lot of their time. A lot of times they're investing a lot of their money. They're investing a lot of their heart as well. Oh. And and that's the thing, right? They they yeah. only do it for the reward of the kids like right. to see kids succeed. Right. Right. That's what right. they that's what they have. What was it about teaching yeah. that that drew you towards it? Pardon? What was it about what teaching, was teaching that drew yeah, no, what what was it about teaching that drew you towards it? You know what's really funny is um so I was in university and my friend was like, Hey, why don't you go into teaching, like do one more year of education? And literally I thought, you know what? I think that's what I'll do until I can get into stunts. <laughs> I really wanted to honestly it was a backup plan I was like I really want to do <laughs> film more than anything but like right. like as a substitute teacher was like oh you get to you know you just get called in to whatever day and yeah, you're the only like, human being I've that. ever met in my life that did teaching as a as a as a step back from what they want to do <laughs> in, their, in their career that's that's amazing to me well <laughs> Yeah, that works backwards. I mean, obviously, now I think about it, I'm like, oh, man, I should have just, like, it, it's, it's one of those things, though, when you're young, you, you're so scared. Like, I, I didn't know how to approach it because when I first wanted to do stunts, um, I was really discouraged. Someone, I asked someone, I was like, hey, I really want to do this. And they're like, no, you don't want to do that. Like, you know people backstab you they're you know people only want one thing yeah there's there was so much of this negativity that this person talked about and I was so young at the time and I and innocent I was like I don't understand like I can't even compute to that and it it really literally scared me from right from doing it so that's why I went I went okay I went to school instead because I right. was like mentally, mentally, I wasn't, I wasn't there, which is right. fine, right? Like, yeah. But as it kept, it was in the back burner of my mind the whole time, because I was like, no, I know I could do this. Like, I, it's just building that confidence to go, okay, I want to do this, I'm gonna do it. Like, right. Well, now that you're part of stunts and what have you, do you, you find any of those things to be true? Um, I mean, you hear about it because you know what they were doing is it, this was a long, long time ago. <laughs> okay. First of all, like, like when I I was eighteen, long, long time ago. I oh, really? Tell anyone my age, but yeah. Um, but you know, you, you, I think it was the like the little Harry, Harvey Weinstein kind of type of thing that you right. were that I was listening about. And I think the backstabbing, it, it was there back in the day, but it's not there now. Like, right. it's not how it used to be. I think because, because back then work was so scarce um, that, like, everyone was fighting. It was a doggy dog world, and it still, I mean, right. it still is, but um, because I think there's more productions, it's not, there's not any of that backstabbing stuff. Right. 
or if there is, I'm not involved in it. <laughs> right, right. I, I stay completely away from it. Yeah I, yeah, I think I've seen some very strange behaviors. I remember I was at the Tours Awards, and there was this very beautiful woman talking to a stunt choreographer, and she said, uh, do you mind if I give you a call? And this is in front of maybe 20 people. And he goes, only if it's professional. And I just sort of, I, I actually laughed out loud. <laughs> I felt kind of bad, but mm-hmm. I laughed out loud. Nobody else did. But I laughed out loud because I'm like, are you joking? Like, who the hell says that to a person? But it, it, but everybody agreed with that. It was, it was like it was a I true totally perspective. Agree. Yeah, it was a true perspective in their field. I, I just, I've never seen that or heard of that in any field where, like, somebody would take a chance, like, risk their entire career just for a night with a human being. It's like that's in, that's insane. Well, I mean, I guess it happens, right? But that's yeah, why it does. As long as they say it's professional, like at least it's being put out there because, yeah, I mean there are. It, it does work both ways, right? You kids, yeah. There are people that just hustle, and I don't know what their way of hustling is, but like, right, you right. know, you have heard of it, so. Sure. And I'm yeah. like, good, good for good for the coordinator to say that too, right? Because. Yeah. Because he's basically putting it out there that you call me for a professional thing. Like, don't call me, you know. Right. But it also means, like, <laughs> you're, I mean, I mean, it's got to be work-related. If it's not work-related, then why are you, why are you spending the time? I, I guess on... for me, I just assumed it, it would be work-related because, we're like, you're standing there talking in front of 20 people. But, I, 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 I mean, now I totally get it because – I didn't understand exactly how the stunt world worked because I'm not a stunt actor myself. So I didn't really, I'm, I'm a writer director. So I really didn't know like how they were doing things and what have you. And I'm like, wow, there must be a lot of trouble in this world for, for you guys to have to verbally tell people like this because directors and actors, they don't, they don't behave that way at all. It's to me, it's, it should be an assumption that this is, if it's not work related then don't give me a call. Well, um, I don't really know. Like, I would assume that it would be any type of, like, yeah. any department, though, really. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm a casting director, <laughs> directors, producers, like. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Aren't you, <laughs> aren't you in L.A.? Because I, don't, I, I don't know how it works over there. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I, I, I would I, feel like you would probably get a lot of hustle out there, like, you know, trying to find, I would assume people are trying to like find the right people to work with that could each like that everyone could support each other. Well, if I can, if I can share with you a a small story, you know, I I was, uh, I was working casting for a a very long time here in LA and I'm at uh, a a very big casting studio called ocean park and we're casting people for a nuts commercial. Now you have to ask everybody, you know, these questions it's slated. The whole room is, is open mark, meaning the microphone is on so that the mm. people can hear you, people can see you. It's impossible for people, you know, for anybody to do anything that can't be seen or heard. And this woman flirted with me uh, as I was, you know, putting her in the computer and what have you. And I looked her right in the face and I go, you do understand this is the 1950s, that, that I cannot get you a job. And by the way, you're, you're on open, you're on open mic right now. So everybody's listening to you. 
So, and she was, she looked like kind of embarrassed and she kind of walked off, but it, 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 it really caught me off guard. It's like, no, this, this is, this, these days are completely different now. Like you can't, totally this different. is, yeah, this is, this is even before Weinstein. I'll be honest with you. It's like, everybody's protecting themselves. Everybody's really being very kind of careful. Um, and, uh, and we just really want to make enough money to, to do what we want to do in our lives. I, I don't, I don't want any trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, but that, see, like that happened to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You're right. It's so it does right. happen. It, it, and it doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter what field you're in. Cause I mean, I, sometimes I think about it like I'm sure girls, when they get pulled over by a cop or something, they're going to find right. a way to try to get out of it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it literally is human nature. Like, yeah, it right. is, we're in a world though, where we have to learn that it's not, it's not acceptable to act like that, right. to right. try to get a job. You know? Right. Right. You know, I think I, I think I said it the way I really feel, which is I don't want any trouble. <laughs> I really, I really just don't want any trouble. I want to have a nice career, and I want to die old. That's pretty. That's yeah, pretty much how I feel exactly. about life. You know what I mean? I want a yeah. nice career. I want to meet nice people, and I want to die old. Mm-hmm. And you want to be happy. <laughs> and right? I want to be you happy. Be happy about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So what, a, what are the show- integrity. Yeah, there is an integrity. Sorry. There's a, there's an integrity and an honor in, in that in that kind of thing where you're you're really protecting people. Like when when you're a director, you're protecting your actors, you're protecting the producer, you're protecting these people. Your job is to protect them and to put them in situations mm-hmm. that that you know is I don't know sexually active or or that could harm them. Like because you work in stunts, like if a, if a stunt choreographer puts you in a situation where you can get hurt, they're not protecting you. They're not taking care of you. They're not taking your personal safety in, in mind. And that's really, really mm-hmm. important for them to do. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's the ability you have, right? Like, right. Uh, the more power you have, the more responsibility. Yeah, it was exactly. a Spider-Man <laughs> model. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, a show that you worked on, I mean, I, I'm a Smallville fan. You know, I have a Smallville T-shirt. I used to have a small, Smallville, oh, yeah. like little action figure. Yeah, I'm one of those dorks, and I still have it on DVD. As, as a matter of fact, amazing. <laughs> yeah, really? I, 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 when I first saw that poster for Smallville, I, I was, I adored that show. So you, you worked on it. Uh, how was the set like, and, and how were the actors like? What, what, what was the situation like? Um. I worked on it a couple of times. It uh, was a really cool set. They, all the cast were really nice. Um, but I mean, I wasn't there all the time, so I can't really vouch for everyone. But I, I do right. remember it, it was. I had a really good time working on that show. Um, yeah. It's that the thing is with Smallville too is that that's the show that really hit all the other comics like the, all the other DC shows. Yeah. Because after Smallville, it went from, it, it went to Arrow. And then right. all yeah. these other shows just popped up. So yeah. there's Flash and Supergirl. So I, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, they, they had Green Arrow on, 
Yeah, they had Green Arrow on Smallville, and they had their own little Justice League going on there as well. They had they had Aquaman on there as well, and they had the Flash on there as well. So, but the, but you know when you when you watch the end, or at least the end right now of uh, of uh, the Flash and, and and Supergirl and what have you, when they did the world event, they actually brought him back. They were they brought back Tom Welling. Yeah, they did. Yeah, for the show. So I, I thought that was incredible. I, I thought that was very sweet. Yeah, and he opted not to do. keep his powers. Yeah. Yeah, did you see that episode? I, mean, I I I saw the little excerpt of it, but I no, I don't watch I can't watch all of it. Can't watch <laughs> I don't have time to watch any of those shows. But um Yeah. I did like remember going and just looking up on YouTube of like the little piece that he had. So it was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I guess he he chose not to keep his powers as Superman, so in that world he was powerless. And then um, when Lex came up to him with with the book, he punched Lex in the face and he goes, "Still stronger." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Welling was yeah. a great actor. Tom Welling's a great actor and gigantic. He's a he's a very big guy. Yeah, he's about six. What one two. Yeah, like 6'2". That? Yeah. Well, anyone that's taller than me is just tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're five two, right? Um, five three. Oh yeah, five but, three. Yeah, you gotta, same. You gotta fight for that five inch. Just, I know you do. You, I've had jobs where I was like, <laughs> oh, you're not tall enough, and it was like by like an inch. You're like, damn it! But what there, is it, Disneyland ride? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> what is it, a Disneyland yeah, ride? Exactly. <laughs> Totally. You can't work if you're this or yeah. You can't work. If you're you can't get on the ride if you're if you're this height right now. But but five um, three, I mean that to me that that's that's a crazy height for like gymnastics and for fighting. And the last thing you want to do is fight with somebody at that height because they're so compact. Their punches are incredibly powerful. Oh. Well wait, compared to like wait, fighting with someone who a like what five height? three? <laughs> Yeah, well, if I was – my height, and if I was fighting somebody who was 5'3", who was like maybe a college wrestler and a boxer, that wouldn't that wouldn't be fun. That wouldn't be a fun fight. No. I no. mean, the good thing with us, like with shorter people, is you have the speed, right? Yeah. You can – you have – you're faster, and so right. you can get around. It, yeah. Sometimes, right. um, Sometimes being small is good, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, how, mm-hmm. how tall is your boyfriend? Is he a big guy? Yeah, he's five eleven. That's he's good tall. height. He's tall and skinny. <laughs> and academia, tall and skinny, is, is the new sexy. It is. It totally is. See, <laughs> see, so you worked on you know a great movie as well, which is Godzilla. So, what did you what did you do for Godzilla that that film? And that, by the way, that wasn't filmed um, in in in, uh, in Canada. That was that was filmed mostly it was. in. It was. Yeah, it was filmed in Vancouver. That's incredible. I had no idea. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, it was this part where we were thing where all the towers were falling, and so there was like I remember there was like a bridge that falls. It was in the beginning of the, of the of the scene. Yeah, 
But uh, it was all of us basically being uh, thrown off a bridge. That's what we did. So we all got like ratcheted. It was it was a cool sequence. So all of you got ratcheted. All of you got ratcheted and pushed off the bridge. Yeah. Jeez. It was a long time ago, but I remember, and I remember meeting Brian Cranston, and he was a super nice guy. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's super sweet right. and, and, a, and a great actor. Yeah. yeah so let's move on. To, let's move on to the Flash because the Flash is a, a great series, you know, and that is a Canada-based show as well. Um, and you worked in Dark Matter as well. I want to talk to you a little bit about that because that's, that's one of my favorite shows, and I can't wait for them to do another <gasps> season if they're going to. What, what, are you, what are you what are you gonna say? Oh no, I liked I really liked Dark Matter. I watched the episodes. I watched all the seasons, but they're no they they don't they're no longer there unless they I don't know. Restarted I it. I really hope they do a movie. I, I, I follow um, a lot of the actors myself. And I was at a, a st- uh, at a convention where the younger girl, what's her name? Jolie was, yeah. was, yeah, she was there uh, at one of the panels where I was at one of the panels. And before I left, I had to walk up to and go, listen, I, I love you in dark matters. I love that show so much. So she looked kind of surprised. Um, that, that somebody that's, that's I guess I guess that a, a grown man was saying I love I love that show that show was a great show. Yeah, I I really liked the writing actually in it. It was I'm surprised that they canceled it. I'm not really. You know, all, the, I'm, all the graded shows get canceled for some reason. Yeah, and I think they actually had pretty good viewership. I'm not really sure why though. No, me neither. I mean, the season one where they kind of lost all their memories, what have you, on purpose, by the way, and mm-hmm. the way they came together as a group was amazing. I, I think the, the actress who played the robot was amazing as well, or the yeah. or the android. Yeah. Yeah. You, so you you worked on that show, am I right? Yes, I worked on it a few times, doubling Ellen Wong. Yeah. Um, she played. I forgot his name. You're not gonna you're not gonna break my heart and tell me Ellen Wong is five foot three, are you? Is she is she five foot three? Yeah. But wow. She's the same height as me. Yeah. Do do, do they <laughs> do, do they shoot it from like the floor to make her look taller? Like what is that all about? Called heels. <laughs> 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 and with, if you notice, if you start watching shows, yeah, you'll understand that. Actors, actresses wear really, yeah, they just wear heels. They love, costumes wow. love to put them in heels. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. She she plays she plays a great captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was it like doubling her and, and being part of the show? Um, no, it was, it was great. Uh, I mean, I was, she wasn't, she was just like a recurring character or a recurring cast. Yeah, that one. Yeah, um, yeah. but uh, it, it was it was great. Uh, John said was a stunt coordinator and he was amazing. Um, this everyone was like super friendly to be on that show, so it was yeah, and it was really safe. So I I couldn't complain about it. It was it was just fun to be on, and I wish they continued with it. Right. But, well, not naming yeah. any names, but have, have you ever been on a set that you that you didn't feel safe in, or they, or it did make you feel a little afraid? Um, 
not that I, not that I know of. Hmm. Um, no, because the other thing too is like, if you are afraid of something, like you have to also speak up. Like if there is something that concerned you, it's your duty as a performer as well to also right. mention something. So if, and if you don't have that, like, if you don't have that, uh, the confidence Voice. that yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like you might want to like start working on speaking up, but I've, I've always been, I've never really been afraid of any job or anything, you know, as, you got to do your job right by making right. sure that everything is safe. So, right. Yeah, I can't. Well, and if I, I, I can't, I wouldn't be able to think about it either. So. <laughs> so you, oh. you, you kind of, a lot of times you just draw it out of your mind that I, I could possibly get hurt in this situation. There's always a risk, though, in our job. Like, right. It's like, oh, I have to hit that mark right there or I'm going to hurt myself. You know, it's, Right. It's part of your job, though, to kind of anticipate where the potential risk. So, and then you have to really take that mindset of, okay, like visualize this is what I'm going to do, and and if you have that confidence that you're going to do it, you'll most you'll do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Now you yeah. you did a, a you did a large series of WB. Canada-based shows, and one of them is The Flash. So, you know, before we move on to another show, The Flash. So, you, how was that? How was that show, and, and how did you feel being on that show? Same thing. I mean, all these shows, um, all the like CW shows. I'm always kind of just day calling from here to there because right. a lot of a lot of the times I'm doubling like day call players. Right. So. I, I just know that I come in, I do my job, I have fun in it, and it's, right. that's just generally how it goes. Because um, you also worked on Supergirl, Melissa, Melissa Benoist as well. So so you're working on a lot of these WB shows in, based in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're generally sometimes, sometimes the shows are like if they need a crowd of people and you have to like – run and fall hit the ground and it, you might get those days where that's just what it would be or there's right. the days where you're like where you're doubling someone and you're fighting um and but it's for like the day you're like great fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah, you did arrow supergirl flash i mean they must have just been calling you back and forth to go to these sets varies it depends hmm. i mean i'm not I, I wouldn't say I was being called back and forth. Um, okay. A lot of those shows are, I mean, some of those shows also have a lot of men that like indie guys. So if anything, it's those, it, it's those guys. <laughs> right. Not me. No. Um, there's a lot of performers in like Vancouver, like a lot of the boys that like held respect for them where they're always getting ratcheted every day. And that takes a huge toll on their body. So, right. Um, that, but that is not me. <laughs> right. But it will be someday. It will be. It will be very soon. Uh no. Like I, I'm busy. 
like I was busy jumping around from one show to another, which is right. it's great and it's good to have, but it's also really good to have those days to rest, to rest right. your body because there's there are days where you're just hurting from like the ratchet from what you did the next day right. or what you did day prior. So it's right. I mean, as a performer, it's it's probably necessary. Well, it's definitely necessary to have a day to rest your body from from whatever day before. Do you see a lot of people push too hard? Put, like they're trying to push through the pain, so they push too hard and, and what have you? No. No. Yeah. I mean, I think I think people have learned from back in the day. Right. Like, cause from pushing too hard, because, you know, now there are, those, there are those performers where it's like, oh, I can't do that. But, I mean, I've been blessed with really great coordinators where they see where your limitations are and they'll just, mm. they'll use that or they'll just protect you. They're like, okay, well, you're going to, like, I hurt my shoulder one time um, and I had to do like a, like a back, like a back handspring right. kind of thing. But it was, it was really hurting. The director always, this, this one particular director wanted to see what I would do, like wanted to see the action, but, my coordinator would save me because he'd be like, oh, well, she's going to do this, but well, she'll just do it on the day. <laughs> like, right. You know, right. Like, save my shoulder for the day to like when I actually have to do it. Right. So um, they don't, I don't see myself getting, they don't really push you. So it's good. Right. Because right? then you're just going to get injured more. Right. That, that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. How, how did how did Deadpool happen? Did you just go into a, a like a pool and, and ask for the further work, or did were you called upon it? Uh, I was called which which one which Deadpool? The first I one. I did both. The you did one, one. Tell me about both of them. Uh, the first one. The first one was just a. It just so happened that they needed um, a girl to get. It was just like a montage. It was um, it was one of the reshoots, and they were just reshooting. They wanted to do a whole bunch of montage of um, Ryan Reynolds saying, "Where's what was the guy's name? I totally forgot his name." Um, anyways, uh, it, 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 you know what? It was just it just happened. But I just right. showed up on set one day, and I was like just saying hi to people, and then they're like, "Hey." are you available? And it just was like, Oh, cool. So, um, yeah. And then two, and then two was, um, two, I I doubled, uh, the girls to do the rope dart. She had to do some rope dart stuff, but really taught her rope dart. Um, I'm so bad. So so you know, so you know how to use the rope dart? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> um, I I was taught I was taught by the fight fight coordinator Sunny. Um, yeah. He he taught me, and then I just kind of taught her. So I I just was able to pick it up, and it just happened to have worked. Right. That's all. I I train with rope dart. That's a very difficult weapon. Uh, I'm shocked that you're able to pick it up. I mean, you you, you must be a, a phenom physical active person. I mean, I, I do say I could pick up um, techniques well. Right. So, do you, yeah, do you think I that's... think it's from gymnastics or... Okay. Mm-hmm. 
No, I was. Now that's the way I was going to ask you. Uh, like, where do you think that comes from? What, what perspective of your life do you think that that ability to pick up on something so easily comes from? And also, do you think that's a, a portion of why you get hired for for such a variety of projects? Um, I would say, yeah, just from the athletic ability that I have, and just watching. I'm always really good at. at Observing and seeing, being able to mimic people's moves. So I, right. I do have that. I'm like, that's definitely a strength. And I'm also really, I, from gymnastics too, everything's like has to be, everything has to be kind of cut down into like a certain basic move. And like rope dart has that, right, with the right. circles and like when to release it. And so it's all about the timing. Right. It's all about timing with rope dart. And then practice. Like, I, I I got the job, but I practiced every day for hours to make sure I could perfect it. So, right. Yeah. That's um, nice. But, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think that's, that's the ability, too. Like, if you can, if you can, uh, it's all about work ethics, really. Right. I, I train almost every day on something. So, um, you got to be prepared for any type of job. That's the worst. If, if you get called for a job <laughs> and you're not prepared for it, like right. of course, if you if you don't do it right, they don't want to hire you because it's all about now you, really. Now you know why I needed to research you. You see that? You're saying exactly why. If, if you're not ready, if you're not prepared, you're you're pretty much done for. Oh, <laughs> well, and you get. But there's times where people have like they've had jobs where like can you do can you do this? They go yep, and then they'll like find someone to go hey can you can you teach me this? Like no don't. That's, and that's one thing that we always teach new performers is don't ever say you could do something when you can't right because right. on the day like you're you don't you make yourself look bad as a performer right but you're right. also you're also making your your boss looked at. So right. we always tell our new performers, like you never do this. Like it, and I've, I've, ta- I've, um, I've turned down jobs because I was like, Nope, I'm not going to do that. Like I'm not going to put really? myself in that type of risk because, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's what I believe. Right. Like, right. I, I have turned down jobs because either, cause I wasn't confident that I was able to do it. And I don't want to be that one to go. I don't want people to hire me, like like right. not like to stop hiring me because I was like, yeah, I could do this, and then I can't do it. Like, right? That would be the worst. Yeah. There, there is there are a lot of people in LA that would be more than happy to lie. Like I, I think there's one I remember about a guy who said he can surf, and then when he went mm-hmm. on set, he couldn't surf. Oh, so they yeah. yeah so so they had to like teach him how to surf on the day that he was surfing for the show, and I thought to myself, how can you? I don't understand how you can do something like that. Well, there are people that just do that, and they either I mean, you can they either can get away with it and they become really amazing, right. or they just don't get hired again. But it's again, it's integrity. Like, what do you want to show? Like, do you really want to be that type of person <laughs> where right. you get one where you get one job 
And then because of that one job, you lose all your other, like, you know, you lose respect for, of, of people for one. Right. And then it, that could potentially hurt you for future jobs. Or right. do you just say, no, I can't do this. And they respect you for saying no. And then they call you again and you do a great job because of something that you can do, which makes you want to maybe they hire you again for a future job. Right. Like I'm hearing yeah. that in- integrity is very, is extremely important to you. And I, I, I would, I would see that it's the, one of the highest reasons of why people continually hire you is that you have that integrity and that, that honor. So, <laughs> I mean, I also like when I do a job, I want it and I say yes to it. I will do it. Like, if this is what you want me to do, I will do with it. I think that's the, my friend has said that to me before. Like he knows he, he can trust me that I will get the job done. Right. So, yeah. Right. Well, we're going to, we're going to close it up pretty soon now, but I want to talk to you about two different shows, which is the man in the high castle, which is a, a pretty huge show. It's been going on for a long time now. People love it to death. You're you're involved in that show. Uh, how was how was it like to be on that set? That that set was amazing. Um, uh, Jeff and Maya Aro were the coordinators for the shows for all I think three or four seasons worth. Um, it was pretty too. Like yeah, they they really took care of you. Like cinematography, like it's it's amazing. Yeah, what they do on that show. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautifully made show. Beautifully made show. And they always, like Jeff and Maya, they always keep everyone safe. They always made sure, like, you knew what what was happening. And they, you know, they they were really on it. So they're really good people, too. And all the, all the other uh, crew members were really good. Even the actors were really nice. So, yeah. Nice. I have nothing but, like, good yeah. Good it experiences there. Now. Yeah, nothing but good. Yeah. And how was how was the craft services? <laughs> oh, have you heard about our craft services? Yes. In Vancouver. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um, they're great. You can't. Yeah. I, I mean, you know what though? I I can't compare because I mean I can only compare it, uh, to Toronto because I right. I either work in Vancouver or I work in Toronto and. I don't know anything about LA or Atlanta or New York. So right. Right. I just know that we do have a lot of spread of food. Right. And it's, yeah, it's definitely, I think in Canada, we are well known for our service. That's right. right. Just, yeah. So, yeah. I've had craft services in Canada and it, it's, uh, it's pretty unbelievable. It's pretty wonderful. What were you, what were you here for? I was there for a couple of different projects uh, throughout the years. I did a lot of uh, on location um, casting and what have you. So I was part, I would go on the sets for different films and what have you. And I'd cast those people while I was on set for them. And then I would come back to LA. So I, I just hit up the craft services and what have you. So mm-hmm. I was at a, I was at a great time. I've been there for a couple of different films that I can't really talk about right now, but I've been there for a couple of different films and, and I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I really love Canada a, a great deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's some really good people. I mean, when we did our show, Life XP, um, our our investors were like, why are you spending this amount of money on food? <laughs> like, <laughs> of all these things, why food? Why, why are you putting this amount? Well, I mean, you want to feed people, you know, you want to you want your crew members, your cast members to be happy. And the right. least you could do is provide them really good food for them to be on set because it won't work. It like people get grumpy if there's no food or like good Agreed. food. Right. Yeah. And you're going to be there for 12 to 14 hours. So you might as well spend money on like treating everyone. Right. That's the way I, I see it. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, you know, I, I, I remember directing my first movie and, and I, we only had chips and drinks, but it's the only thing I can afford. And I, I felt so horrible. And then afterwards we went out and had pizza together, but and it was, it was one of those things where, you know, I, I, because I, I worked very young in the film industry doing locations and what have you. So I, I've always seen that the huge spread that we've had in movies mm-hmm. and, and, and commercials and what have you, like for, for Domino's or for, you know, for Showgirls or for whatever movie that we're working on. I love a good spread. And you're right. If, mm-hmm. if people aren't well fed, I mean, they get, they get cranky. They get kind of weird. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. So it's it, yeah. I mean, it's hard sometimes to if you don't if you're not if you're on a budget it's hard. But I mean, yeah. I mean as long as you say like this is the best I could do. I'm sorry or like I right. especially nowadays too where everyone has food uh, preferences. You know, right. Like whether right. you're a vegan or vegetarian. Yeah. So it's pescatarian. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know, I want to end on on this on this note right here. But a show that you, that you've been working on that I, I personally adore. I didn't think I was going to like this show, but that I adore is The Boys. Oh, and I love The Boys. It's such a great show, and I cannot wait for season two. Uh, I'm I definitely want to know what that set was like, and what was it like working with those characters because it it really is. I mean, first of all, it's a little scary a little disturbing and a fantastic, a fantastic storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, same. It was that, that, um, the boys is set is, uh, filmed in Toronto. So everything is pretty amazing there too. Um, the yeah. cast is great. I only met, I've only met like on the boys side, you know, like, right. Um, yeah. I, like I, the names are like not coming out right now. Don't worry about uh, it. Like we know Carl who the boys Urban are. And, yeah, like yes. you know, the boys. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're amazing. Those guys are so friendly and um down to earth. Yeah. Uh, Carl Urban's a fanta- he's fantastic. He played in the Dread movie. He was in he was in Star Trek. He's a he's a great actor. Yeah. But like all of them together too, like they are so they they love each other so much too. Like they're it's, so like what you see the chemistry. It's 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 really cool. Um, yeah. Because they have it they have it in reality too, right? They really? all do care for each other. Yeah. So it it's really fun, and they're like just that show is really fun to do because I mean, um, I mean it's superheroes. Like I that's yeah. the show. That's the one show I do like love being on because they yeah. always have like the storyline is just kind of 
all crazy, right? It's pretty crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, you doubled, for two. You doubled Karen Fukuhara, right? So she plays. Yeah. She plays the the monster. She plays like the. <laughs> you know, she, I mean, she, she plays must, the female. Her yeah, the fe- she's a female. <laughs> she's a female. She's yeah, the she muscles must, of the boys group. She must sure. flip off the. She must flip off the camera like a thousand times during the series. She's she's hilarious. Yeah, it's she's amazing. Like, because um, I also doubled her on Suicide Squad, and she was. Uh, Oh, like, great. Yeah, she was great. Like, she, her work ethic is amazing. Like, she's, it's the same thing. She's, like, either reading her scripts or, like, just, uh, or working out. She's, yeah. So you played as um, Katana and then also as the girl. Well, Suicide Squad was, like, 2015. Right. And then the boys was just, is like, it- last. Years, yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, time has flown by so fast. Um, yeah, time flies. Yeah, I'm excited for. I'm excited for season two. Do you think you're gonna be working on on season two? We worked on it. Uh, oh, they, you already worked on it. They already finished. Yeah, we worked on it last in the summer. Oh, yeah. Last and um, yeah, so. There'll be some amazing. There'll be some amazing stunts. <laughs> I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, they're bringing on. The, they're bringing on the, the female character that's more from from Russia, and they have the, the storylines that pretty much because she's supposed to be a man in the comic books, but she's a female on the show, and there's a lot of differences in there, and it's it's pretty um, it's pretty incredible. I mean, I love the second season. I mean, I haven't seen the second season, but just going by the comic books, it should be amazing. Oh. Yeah. Have you read the the graphic novels? All of them? Yes. Like uh-huh. I only I only read the first I only read the first the first one vol- like the first two volumes. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really cool because when I heard about the boys and my Karen told me that she was going to be on it, um, my my friends were like, oh that that graphic novel is like so messed up. Like in the beginning, you know, <laughs> where the guy just runs like the guy's holding his girlfriend and right. A train runs by like. I I was when we first were shooting that uh, for the first season. I was wondering. I was like, how are they going to pull this off? Like, especially with Starlight. Like Starlight in uh, in her initiation to the group. I was like, how how are they going to show that? And like, how is um, like how are females going to react to that scene? <laughs> so. Yeah, Bravo to yeah. the writers to make it like that. And yeah, that scene was that scene was yeah. pretty scary. I mean, it, it definitely showed you like what would happen if the Flash made a mistake. If the Flash made, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but it, it you know to to find out that they were taking drugs like superhero drugs that helped out a great deal. It kind of made sense that, you know, they would make mistakes because of the way they were. The main character who plays, I don't forgot what his name is, because now I'm having problems with names, but the guy who played like the Superman-like character, that is a scary, scary premise. Oh, Homelander. Yeah, yeah. Homelander. <laughs> Homelander is a scary Anthony premise. Yeah, yeah he, that's a scary premise. Now, 
Homelander has as a versus in season two with a female that's that's not as powerful as him, but almost as powerful. Um, do you know Do you know the name I'm talking about? She can fly. She she has superpowers just like him. I mean, super strength. Uh, she's like the second most powerful character, and, and she's actually supposed to be a male if you look at the comic books. But they made her a female. What is on the her co- name right now? It's driving um, me nuts. Ava Cash, I think is the. Yes, the I think actress? it's Ava Cash, right? Something I'm like gonna, that. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find it right now. Hold on a second. I'm gonna find it right now. Here we go. Or Aya, Aya. Yep. Let me see. Do 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 do. Uh. Wow, Elizabeth Shue did a great job too. I didn't know Simon Pegg was on the show. Did, did does he come in season two? No, he's on the first season. He's, Simon Pegg. Um, Sometimes in the first season. What does he do? He's the father of. Um, oh, I already forgot his name. Oh, that's Jack Wade. Oh, look place. at you. Uh, he's a Huey. He's Simon. That's right. He's Huey's dad. In that, and I, I actually met him too, and he was so nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Such a nice dude too. All um, of them. He, the whole crew is really amazing. He works extremely hard. I mean, he works really hard on 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 writing and acting. It's it's amazing he's able to do everything that he does. Mhm. Hmm. I can't find her, but uh, I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it go. But anyways, I, I can't wait to see that second season because I want to. I want to see Homeland get into a fight with somebody that that can kind of take what what you know what he gives because he's a pretty evil person. Oh, he is an evil person. He's basically yeah. Superman without the kryptonite. I don't. Yeah, he has no kryptonite, right? Yeah, no kryptonite. Uh, he has, he has, no, he has weakness. no no weaknesses, and he and he's. I mean, when you see what he does with Elizabeth Shue, what he does with the uh, plane, I mean, he's a pretty evil human being. So, <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't, I don't care how they set up, like how he was born. I don't care how they set up how the doctors didn't care about him. Uh, that does not give him the excuse to be as evil as he is. But, you know, they did something different in, in this series that was in the comic books, which is Carl um, uh, um, Urban's uh, wife is alive for the second season. Oh. Whereas in the, yeah, in the first, in the comic books, she, she's dead. Yeah. So she's just, she's still alive. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that relationship plays out and how his son plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish they haven't announced it yet of when it's airing. Like, it's supposed to be in the summer, so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think the, this the, this whole thing kind of cut a lot of productions in, in half. Oh, yeah. The coronavirus? Yeah. Yeah. How is it out in L.A., actually? I just, yeah, is everything... I don't know no, we're in, lo- we're, we're in we're in lockdown over here. So we're you know mm-hmm. when you walk down the street, there's about three people, five people down the street, and everybody's in lockdown. Everybody's inside their houses, and everybody's uh, shut down. It's so one of the reasons why we were able to you know bend the curb in California mm-hmm. was that people followed 
uh, the rules and, and kind of stay the the, they follow the rules. Well, you know, there's there's people like in Florida that when when yeah. uh, they were asking people to stay in, they went for spring break and they went to the beach yeah. and they're they're all having fun. And Louisiana did the same thing. Now they're they're huge hotspots for the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Cause people, because people didn't stay inside their houses for like two weeks and like take it easy. So take it easy. Just take it Save easy. Lives. Yeah, yeah, just relax. Make yourself a blog. You know, <laughs> make yourself a radio. Don't worry about it. Just chill out. But but LA is yeah. very a very kind of chill out place. I mean, people are having cabin fever fever now, but I think it's more important that we don't have a second term of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, right? <laughs> yeah, if you're going to do a second term, like, you might, like, if you're going to do it well, like, that's the whole thing, right? If you're going to do it well, do it well. Like, <laughs> do it well. Yeah. I only, only want to do things once. So I'm like, if we're going to lock down, we got to lock down. You <laughs> like, lock down once, do. please. <laughs> yeah, let's just do it once and get it over with. That's well, well, there's a lot of things out here that broke our hearts. I mean, like uh, Black Widow, you know, didn't come out in the theaters. And I love going to the movies. And it, we couldn't see that because it's been postponed. And Top you know, Gun? A lo- <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Top Gun. That's yeah, Top Gun, Ma- Maverick. The I mean, Maverick. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot of things that were the shut down. It's like, they're driving me Bond nuts. Really yeah, the James yeah, Bond film was, was not really. Was like, oh, there was a lot of films that were coming out right now that. That won't be released. And then now that they moved a lot of the Marvel films ahead because of, of the coronavirus, they're pushing it ahead. So it, it will hit a certain time, oh. but not when we thought it would. So it's like, come oh. on, man. I want to see Spider-Man. Like, just everybody just stay in your homes. Let's do it right when we get out and see fresh air. My question is, and I will ask you this question, what will people be like once we can see each other again once we can go outside and, and be with each other will be will be people be kinder it's, it's be different really yeah. everyone i don't know i feel like there's still be that idea of social distancing like especially with strangers like uh, right. <laughs> right. everyone will be way more self-conscious about touching things um yeah you know hopefully everyone's gonna be have that habit of washing their hands <laughs> I can't wait to stop washing my hands. I can't wait. I heard oh. you from before too. And I was like, I hope after, after you wash your hands, make sure you moisturize because then, then you're not drying out your hands. Well, I'm washing. I'm moisturizing. Getting... I'm wa- I, I feel I'm going nuts with washing my hands. Yeah. So I kind of started using the hand sanitizer after because I was like, at least you're not washing it all. This like you're still right. killing the germs. Yeah, right. but right. I actually don't like hand sanitizer. Like I just sometimes it gets so sticky for me. Yes, I don't know why, yeah. but yeah, I I prefer washing my hands. But uh, so do because I. I wash it so much now, I'm like, okay, I'll just use alcohol and let it go. <laughs> I'm I'm afraid that I'm going to be aging my hands like way more than my face because yeah, I'm assuming that that you're Asian like I am. I'm half Japanese myself, and you know, Asian don't, don't raisin. So we oh, yeah. we stay, you know, we we look young, no matter what, for a very long period of time. So I don't want to pre-age my hands. Well, but they don't. not there a picture like once you reach a certain age, then you just totally wrinkle. 
<laughs> we they just did, dropped. They did say that. It was like a, it's like a, uh, uh, like cartoon. It was like, yeah, you like, when you're 15, 20, before it's like, once you hit like 60 or something, then you're like, all of a now you've aged. I hope, I hope, I hope not. So, you know, I want to go into a hypothetical real fast. Let's, let's just say there's, there's a, a young girl in, in, in Vancouver, in, in Canada, and she wants to, she wants to be like you. She wants to go into gymnastics. She, she's taking martial arts. She wants to do some work on film. She wants to act. She wants to produce. She wants to do stunt work and what have you. Do you have any advice for, for her on how to progress? Um. Well, wait, if she's doing all that, then she still well, needs she's started, she's No, no, she's starting. Like, she's just a little girl. She's just starting in gymnastics and martial arts, but she wants to further her career. What should she do? I mean, well, for her, I just keep continuing what she's doing. So it's more like yeah. go, go do gymnastics. Make sure you learn how to fall. Right. Make sure you learn how to, like, tumble. Um, right. Go to martial arts. It's it's building your work ethic. To me, that's that's the most important part. Build your right. skills first, um, and especially as a little person. Like, yeah, and and then not just and venture out. Like, you know, also do right. things that she also enjoys too. Because uh, that's that the most important thing for me is like you want to enjoy doing what you're doing. Right. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> enjoy it. Right. So if you want to go and bike to go bike, like all these, all these athletic skills will be amazing for your resume. Um, but also make sure that you're, you enjoy it and you never want to burn yourself out because cause, uh, some people do that. Some people kind of forget why they're doing it. So make right. sure you have that passion. Yeah. Is there something about? I mean, that's my advice. Sorry, I was like, no, that's that's like. First of all, that's like that's my first advice is make sure you enjoy what you're doing. So, right. Yeah. Is there something about you know because we talked about this a lot in the past? Is there something about likability that plays into you know getting these parts and working with all these people because you have to work twelve, fourteen, sixteen hour days with these people. Is there something about likability that plays in? Yeah. For sure. Um, I mean, you gotta, if you're going to be working 12, 14, 16 hours a day, you should enjoy the people that you're around, right? Right. So, right. It, I mean, that's that's for anyone. Like, you pick, if you think about it, it's like, oh, the first three people that you want to be in quarantine with, who is going to be? Right, right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, that's an excellent point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Working on a film is like being in quarantine with somebody. Pretty much. I mean, I, there's there's that, and, but then there's also, like, you know, who is also um, for the job, right? You got to right. think about that, too. So it's about, like, who's who's good for the job, and then who do you also like to hang out with? Because you are going to be with them. Um, you don't want anyone that's going to, like, not listen to you. Like, that would be horrible. I, I mean, right. I, I coordinate now, too. So right. I do pick people that I, I know that can, you know, for one, can do the job, looks like the person, but 
who I also want to, you know, hang right. out with. But, yeah, right. to make my day easier. Would you, when you pick people, do you, do you pick people that are easily directable? Is that important to you? It's very, very important, yeah, because, I mean, if you can't direct them and the director can't direct them, like, but it makes your job harder to do. You want right. you want to be able to yeah that that's the whole thing right you you basically want to find someone that will be able to change it up on the day you know that's that's going to be flexible and adaptable because things happen but yeah and you also don't want anyone that's gonna you know like they have to be able to take the pressure right yeah right so. Well, Irma, you know, it's been great having you. I, I, I don't think you thought that you can talk for an hour and a half on a, on a, on a show, but <laughs> you did. <laughs> I do, I guess. But you, you did, and we can go on even longer because uh, you, there's parts of your resume we didn't even talk about. But uh, it was wonderful talking to you. I know. You, <laughs> go ahead. No, I know. I was like, oh, yeah, like there's some show, like I – I guess I've worked long enough that I kind of forget some of the shows that I've been on, especially the one when I first started out. Yeah, you so. worked on Pixels with with Adam Sandler. Yeah, I worked. I worked on a lot of shows, and um, some like like I just had. I think I've been really fortunate to have really good experience on majority of the shows, everyone I've met, like all the coordinators have been really respectful and really nice, really have anything, you know, else to say about them. Like they're just, I just had an amazing time and amazing journey. And like, there's, there's still so much to learn in film. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you worked on one of my favorite shows, which is Lost in Space. I, I, I love that show. Yeah. I, I didn't get to work on it as much as I was hoping. Um, hmm. Yeah, but that that was a really cool show because I got I got this opportunity to like um, I jumped into I can't remember if it was like twelve sixteen feet of, of a a pool. So right. uh, it's just like just a little like a establisher shot but it, it, took, it was an entire day but I basically jumped in it with an astronaut suit and like wow. an extra 50 pound weight which was like really heavy um, and I just remember needing to eat I was <laughs> 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 being in the water all day after a while you're like oh you're just eat. I need more carbs <laughs> so I have more energy to do this <laughs> Yeah. You're amazing. I mean, for you know, you're amazing for for a tiny person for doing doing what you do. It, it, that's it's pretty incredible. I, I, I was talking to a, a stunt choreographer and a stunt uh, performer just the other day, and she was, I think she's five one. So mm-hmm. yeah, so you you were tower over her. No, oh, not by much. The two is different. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm 5'10", and when I bump into a person who's six feet tall, it definitely feels like there's a gigantic difference. Oh. Well, no. I mean, I mean, I don't see it anyways. It's, <laughs> it's not about the size sometimes, right? 
No, it's not. No, it's, it's hard they punch. You know. All right. So I, I loved having you on the show. Thank you. know, let's talk a little bit about your social media, just so people can kind of get a gist on, on on looking at your stuff and what have you. Because you don't have a lot of social media. No, so I, I don't. How, so how I come, do how, not. How come? Go ahead. Uh, I I just don't like. Sometimes I I would rather. I'm a very slow person, and like I, I am very thoughtful too on stuff right. that I put out there. So it takes me just way too much time for me to find a photo that I like and find something witty or find something that I want to put on there. So it's like if I put it on there, it's then you're lucky. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So should should people should, should people like find you on Instagram? Do you have an Instagram? Oh yes, I have Instagram. Um, I think it's just Irma underscore Leong. Hmm. Um, yeah, you find me on Instagram. Well, I don't. I have a Twitter account, but I never use it. Yeah, please don't um, use that. Please don't use it. I, I've seen yeah. so many people just get in trouble with Twitter, and it's it's. I have a Twitter, a bunch of Twitter accounts, and I don't touch it. Like it just seems like trouble. No, I, well, it is trouble. I mean, you yes, you want people to hear some stuff of what right. your opinions are, but right. everyone, you can't. That's the other thing too is you can't please everyone. No, like you know, you're gonna get. For me, I'm like I just would never not say anything at all. Right. Because I, and if I have deep thoughts, I have friends that I could just throw a text message. Right. This is my opinion, and then they, you know, right. I think it's better just to have friends so you can right. say your opinions and not have the world lash out on you. Yeah, my my brothers are my Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, hey, that's all you really need. To, I mean, I'm just not one of those people that want to have a whole bunch of followers because, again, it's it's a huge responsibility. Right. To, yeah. <laughs> to, we, well, you've you, done, you, you literally become a role model, right? Sure. So. Well, you've done you've done some incredible things, and, and no matter what, the more incredible things you do, the more people are going to follow you. But I, I, I say the, the one great thing about you is that you do have the dignity and the honor and what have you, the, the established parts of your existence that are is going to help you through those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually really funny that you even mentioned about me and how you can't find some of my stuff because I know a lot of amazing performers here in Canada that yeah. we they don't even put their stuff out there. So right. it's like, <laughs> right. I was like, I know way too many people that don't even put their <laughs> stuff out there and like the world doesn't know. Like, right. Yeah. A lot of those people, a lot of those people are so busy working, you know, that they don't they don't have a time they don't have the time to depress the situation. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the time, but like, I mean, we honestly, I'm like, I feel like we have better we have better time to do other things than to right. work on social media. Um, right. Right. Like. Yeah. You go to Stunt Canada page, you go to uh, the Canadian Stuntmen Association, you you take a look at all those members 
and then try to find their social media. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like literally go and find, because you know what? They're out doing other things. They're out having fun. They have families. They have, um, like they just, they have too much things to do that's better than social media. Like they don't need to promote themselves. Like I, I don't do much because I'm doing other things. Like I'm actually sewing face masks for people. Like that's, that's what I've been doing. For what, what have you been doing? Like besides training, I've been sewing face masks for, oh, for right. my family and for my friends. So like, Good. you know, there's, there's other skills that you can be doing. Um, like I do still train outside. I find a park and I, I do whatever I can, but right. yeah, I just, I, I think I try to, I think I use less of the social media now than before. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Irma, thank you so much for being on the show and, and please stay safe out there. We, we really enjoyed having you on and, and, uh, and listening to your experiences and, and, uh, and what have you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Irma Leong. Thank you so much, girl. <laughs> There's your clap track. Great. Thanks, girl. Have a great day. Thank you, too. Bye. Irma Leung, what a great person there. You know, I, I tried to contact her for, for quite a while, and I'm so glad we had her on the show. Such an incredible personality. Um, you, can, you can tell and, and get a sense of a, a dignity and an honor behind that person. Worked very hard at gymnastics, worked very hard in martial arts, worked very hard in the, the Canadian scene of films and, and television and what have you. Worked on the WB shows, worked on a lot of shows that I think that we all love, we all watch. A lot of movies that we all love and we all watch. Asking the question about likability and, and Spending time like 12, 14, 16 hours a day, you can see why people hire her and why people want to spend time with her. She's likable. She's courageous. She works extremely hard. She's directable. People like being around her. She speaks up for herself. Most likely not in a boisterous way. She's an incredible personality and and one for a lot of people in L.A. and California or even around the country of of the United States of America to to take as a representative of what it's like to be a stunt performer. And you can take away a lot of different aspects of her personality that are needed when being an actress, a producer, a stunt performer, dignity, honor, courage, all the things we're talking about. Irma Leung, thank you so much for joining us today. It was our pleasure to have you on our show. I love talking about all the Shows and movie shoes on, Godzilla, Deadpool 1 and 2, the show The Boys, which is an awesome show. I love that show.
all that hard work and still very humble. It's easy to tell why people want to have her on a set. Irma Leung, thank you so much for having, being on the show. We, we appreciate your time. I do know this is her first radio interview, so she was wonderful. And to all of you out there, like I've been saying lately, this is a time of reflection. A time of thought. Of being the better us. The better we's. Are you being the better you? Think about it these days. Are you being the better you? Are you reading that book? Are you writing that book? Are you reading that script? Writing that script? Watching that movie? Are you taking advantage of this moment in your life to become a better person, a better writer, a better director, a better human? If you're not going to take advantage of this time, then when are you? I am truly blessed to have a great family, to have fans and and people out there that are listening to the show. I'm blessed to have a platform that I can speak from. I appreciate you all. I love you all. Keep on listening. And I'll keep on making these. This has been Cinema Files Radio. And I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Take care of yourselves and be well. <laughs>